You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. When you talk about time management, when you talk about doing these, it's important to do it at the time of the day when you know when you're most active. Some people are morning people. I'm a morning person. I take up early and do things in the morning, get things done. Students are normally not normal people, morning people. They're afternoon people or late afternoon people, depending even later on. Even later afternoon than that. So obviously you've got to pick a time when you're most active, when you can actually learn something and process what you're learning. And taking breaks as well. You know, don't don't tire yourself out. Take breaks. When you don't need a break, take a break. Trust me. When you don't think, I don't need a break, I'm fine, I can carry it. No, no, take a break. It will help. Take that break whenever you, when you can or when you should. So every half an hour, 40 minutes, take a break. Don't think I can do another hour, let me do that. No, you'll tire yourself. Take a break and hopefully that will help you as well as you, uh, in terms of man- you managing what you're learning and your time management as well. And obviously, as I said, make sure it's a regular time, a weekly. Even if it's weekly, and I'm not saying have it daily. You could, but try to do it weekly at least. So pick a topic, whatever one it is, place a time weekly on that. The second thing um, I've written here is about um, using, um, like, I know this, nowadays there's technology. Back in the days when we were studying, there was no technology, but nowadays everything's on, on, um, on, uh, on the internet. Everything's on Google. You just search one thing, and you can get a hundred and million searches of point, you know, finds for that particular thing. So using technology for the advantage of benefiting is there as well. We have that nowadays, thankfully. But again, stick to what you're going onto the PC for, onto the computer for. Don't wonder. It's dead easy to wonder. We all do that when we go into something and we search something. You know, even when I was searching for this kind of topic to write things down about it, you know, you open it up, you know, like Google and search for pursuit for knowledge or something. And you get 101 different other things, you go, that's interesting, well, that's interesting. And you end up going into something about rainbows and some other topic <laughs> because you just totally wondered. Uh, I did actually go into rainbows, it was interesting about rainbows, but let's not go there. But however, um, it was very interesting nevertheless. But I lost focus. I lost the purpose while I was going there on that, on that device to find that particular thing that I was wanting to. So therefore, obviously, it's important that you know you cannot keep focused to what you are, what you're, what you, what you're looking for, um, and also, I mean, make it interesting as well. Um, there's lots of interesting stuff in the internet that you can find about any topic. So making it interesting as well, time to time. Also, with the, like with your phone as well, it's a good device to use to kind of time yourself. As I said we're talking about breaks earlier on. Set it, you know, we all know how to set up phones and put on different apps to kind of know when the breaks come and things like that do that from time to time as well so that you know when your break comes and maybe even say what you're going to do during that break plan your breaks i want to do this and this break i want to cup of tea this break i want to drink tea but i want to do this and this day break i want to go for a walk you know if i'm studying the universe i want to go for a walk outside to i don't know moving about that's the whole point of getting out and moving about as well is important also um the other thing that of the practical thing is about um to help you keep focused is take things better of time. <coughs> Bite size is very important. Don't take everything in at once. That's not going to happen. You're never able to take, you know, I wouldn't have the ability to take everything at once. You know, you know yourself, 
typical example that everybody uses about going to the gym. You're not going to come out after one session looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger or John Cena or whoever it is. You're not going to come out like that. You know that. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes that wee bit of motivation. But at the same time as well, they, they started, you know, small exercises, small drills. That's what they did. And that's exactly what you need to do. It's small, big size um, uh, 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 studying. That's what you need to do. You know, I know, I know some topics are heavy, you know, they're long, they're lengthy, whatever else. Nevertheless, break it down. Always, always break it down. When we used to study, for example, some of the topics were very heavy, extremely heavy. And you know, I couldn't, I could not, I just could not able to, you know, understand them and kind of maintain them within my brain. It just wasn't happening because I didn't have the capacity because I was taking too much of it. You know, certain topics like, for example, philosophy, you know, those who might know it, or theology, these kind of topics are very heavy topics. And sometimes very boring because they get into very areas that you're not, you know, that you're not like, what did you know that for? But however, you have to learn it for the exam. You know that there's so many topic, yeah, subjects you have to learn that you know you'll never see again. But you have to do it for the exam. You have to do it to get get your credits. You have to do it to pass. So you got to motivate yourself in a way where, as I said, take it small sizes, bite sizes would help. And that way, you know that. Um, Hopefully you will overcome that sort of boredom or no interest in the topic. And one of the sayings of the Prophet, peace be upon him, is about the best action is the one that is small, aqal wa dam. It's small but continuous. So do small bits at a time and make it continuous, make it regular. Don't stop. Make it. Make sure that you motivate yourself enough to that you keep it going through, um, you know, through on a regular basis. That's important that you do that. Also, um, the other thing is keeping good company. You know, hanging in with your friends who are going to actually study. You know, we've got friends at uni that are just here for what's the word? I don't know. I'm sure you know a word better than I do. They're not here for studying. They're here for other recreational activities. You could say, okay. Those are the guys that you don't want to be with. Those are the guys you want to hear what say, okay, how you doing? Nice meeting you, whatever. If they offer you to come and have a cup of tea, you know what that means. You're not away for 10 minutes. You're not away for 15 minutes. You're away for two hours. You're away for three hours. And you come back and you go, oh my God, what just happened? So obviously you know that, that's, that, that those are the people that you kind of got to say, look, thank you, but no thanks. I appreciate that. But, you know, you come to university, there's always a group of people that are studying hard or going through their books or learning as they're going along together in a group. And you know yourself, being in a group, things are easier. You do things in the dean as well, you know, within the faith, within the religion as well. Collectively, when you do things, it's a lot easier. If you were to pray, we'd get up more easily collectively. If you were to do something good, we'd do it collectively very quickly. But when you're by yourself, oof. That's a mission. That's a mission impossible. So sometimes even saying no to the company that you know that you shouldn't be hanging about is very difficult, but it's got to be done. Don't hang about with those people. Trust me, I had a lot of those friends when I was studying. They came to study. 
that's all they did. They didn't study. They all they only came and they enjoyed themselves and left. And that's what you don't want. You want people who are there, focused like you are. And as I said, you know those people better than better than I. Who those people are within your group and within your um within your your circle, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and also at the same time as well, you learn from each other. You bounce ideas off each other. You know that whole thing about you know sitting together and when you're studying together. You know, you have what do you call it a, a a brainstorming session, for example. Well, I believe you can't use the word brainstorming anymore. I think it's not PC correct. It's thought showers. You can have th thought showers now. Um, so you can't use that word. So don't use that word anymore. Believe it or not. Um, so it's thought showers. You can sit together and share um, your ideas, and you always learn from people. You know, it's like for example. Um, you know, the very famous companion of the Prophet Omar ibn Khattab, he said, you know, <coughs> you know, there's, there's, there's two qualities that a student um, uh, 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 should should have. Okay? And one of those qualities is is humbleness and humility in what they do and what they learn, not just in terms of the subject, but also towards the teachers and other people. And secondly, desire to seek and learn and ask in the sense that you should ask about what you know things that you don't know and your group of friends ask that question that's why in class you know one of the things and you know you, you know you get, you get i'm sure every lecture or every class you've got that one person who always puts their hands up yeah always ask the questions to lecture a question or question always the same person or at least two or three people asking the same question. When I was studying, that person was me. I asked a lot of questions, hell of a lot of questions. And I kind of, after a while, some of the guys in the class said, oh, just shut up, man, stop asking those questions. Just, you know, that's enough, enough. You know, that's, I, would, I would ask questions at the wrong time. When it's a minute to go to the lesson, end of lesson, ask a question. You know that time people just do not want to know you. So um, I, well, I went to the teacher afterwards and I said to him, thank you, I went to the teacher afterwards and I asked him, I goes, look, you know, I'm not going to ask too many questions because I kind of, I've got a feeling from some of my classmates that they're not happy me asking too many questions. And he said, on the contrary, ask as many questions as you can. And you should. And he was happy. As a teacher, you're happy because obviously you can see that, you know, you're getting that feeling that, or that sensation that people are learning. But at the same time as well, that one question that someone asks at least they have the ability to ask the question because that same question, guaranteed, will be sitting in three or four or five or six other students within the class, but none of them asked. And usually by asking that question, what happens, the teacher might answer it in a different way. And you'll probably understand it in another way, in an alternative way. So there's always benefit in it. So, like, and that, as I said, being in good company, ask questions. It's important that we do that as well. Um... <coughs> Also, I know sometimes when it comes to topics that are difficult or, 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 or topics that are boring to kind of study and learn, as we talked about earlier on. But again, for that, bite-sized, small, bite-sized, take them in a bit of a time. Go to the subject, learn a bit, move on to something that you like, then come back to it. Always alternate in your studies. Don't stick to one topic for too long. Because again, I know it might sound weird, but your brain has got that capacity to understand this is that topic, or this is this, or this is that. Alternate from time to time. Because sometimes when you stick to a topic or a very 
boring topic. What happens? You hit a brick wall, and you ha- your brain doesn't motivate, doesn't activate anymore. It just kind of gives up. And says, right, I'm shutting down. That's it. I can't do this. That you can't. You know, just move on to something else. Look at something else. Do something else to take your brain away. That's called what they call it in sort of therapy. Change your state. You change your state. That's what you need to do. And that, from time to time, is something that the Prophet Peace Forum did. He changed people's states when they were at a time or when they were, you know, at a difficult time in their life, the Prophet would change their state. And how we do that is through asking questions, through putting them in a position where they would have to think for themselves or be on their toes. And that way, as I said, that hopefully that would get them to think about where, who, what they're doing or what, who they are and so forth, depending on the question. So there's many different ways. In terms of, obviously, motivating yourself to study, motivation comes from, obviously, your own self. No, people, Things can motivate you around about you, but generally your motivation comes from yourself. And you've got to focus on something, and motivation usually comes from something that is beyond from what you're doing. So right now, you guys are in your first year, second year, third year, fourth year at university, maybe in postgrad, whatever. But right now, all you see is your books and your study. But in, in terms of motivating yourself, you've got to look over and beyond that. That Once I graduate, where am I going to be? What am I going to be doing? Some of those goals that you want to achieve in your life. And I'm not just talking about goals in terms of a career. Yes, your focus obviously is that once I graduate, I want to be going to, you know, I want to get a job. I want to do this. I want to get to this company or this business or I want to do this. I want to do that. It's more than that. Your goals in life, as you probably know, once you finish from university, it's not always about jobs. Once you get your job, so what? What left is there no more goals, no more aspirations in your life? Of course you have goals and aspirations in your life. Think about those aspirations and your goals in your life that are not related to your study. Maybe, I don't know, you want to travel the world. Maybe, I don't know, you want to be learn a new skill. I don't know, maybe you want to, I don't know, learn a new language or something. I don't know. There's lots of things you can motivate yourself with. Maybe I want to play an instrument. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. Whatever it may be. So there's other things that will motivate you other than what you are actually focusing on, i.e. getting a job or finishing your degree or whatever else. That is obviously a motivation in itself that hopefully one day you're going to get up and you're going to see yourself graduating wearing, you know, the black, uh, what's it called? It's called what's it? I don't even know what it's called, but whatever it's called. And believe it or not, that is that, believe it or not, some of the scholars say that's from the Islamic tradition. The clothing itself, the way it is, it looks like, you know, if you see some men in the Middle East, they wear this particular garment, it's quite big and large. Because traditionally at the Islamic schools, when you graduated, you were presented with a certificate. Okay, you were presented with that. So that's, the, you know, you want you want to kind of know what your goals and what your aspirations are. Um, also in terms of motivating yourself, you know that you've got to sacrifice things in life as well. You've got to make big sacrifices. Some of these are away from family. Some of these might be financially might be difficult at the moment. Some people might be, I don't know, um, sacrifice in terms of time. You know, if you're, you might not have to work, you might have to do other things, or you've got a family or whatever else. You know, you've got to sacrifice different things to make sure that you get to where you want to get to. 
Because you can't expect everything to fall into place. That won't happen. It doesn't happen for anybody. Everybody needs to sacrifice. You look at any successful person, any successful person, you guarantee it just didn't fall on their lap, unless of Donald Trump. But it doesn't fall on your lap otherwise. You know, my dad just gave me a million dollars, that's all. Just that's, That was all he gave me. But however, you know, it doesn't fall on your lap. You've got to dedicate, you've got to work hard. And through that working hard, you've got to sacrifice, you've got to give up things that you like so you can get to where you're get you where you want to go. Um and also, you know, through that journey as well that you're trying to succeed or you're trying to motivate yourself, you're trying to um get to where you want to get to, you will fail. But failure's not bad. Failure is good. Now that I'm saying that hopefully you all do well, I'm sure. But however, if you come to that juncture where you do fail, it's not the end of the world. Far from it. You know, my, my daughter's doing her exams right, you know, at school. And she came home and she failed one of her English tests and the class test. And she was absolutely gutted because English is one of her favourite subjects. I don't know where she gets them. It wasn't mine's anyway. But however, it's a favourite. She failed one test. And she came home doom and gloom and everything else. And I'm thinking, what's happened to her today? So, Daddy, I feel the test. I was like, her whole persona, everything changed. I'm thinking over one test. You know, you go through life, you're feeling a lot of things. But the thing is, I said, then we sat down, we spoke about it, what it means and being patient in these difficult times and all that kind of stuff. But as your father usually does. <laughs> um, but at the same time as well, I said to look, focus on the bigger picture. I'm sure you failed here, but you'll pass, you'll succeed there, and you'll do well here, and you'll do well there. But even if you did fail, why did you fail? Do you know why you failed? Have you have you had a chance to sit back and say, I failed because of X, Y, and Z? Have I failed because I've been kidding myself that I've actually been studying, whereas I haven't really been studying, I've been with that group, on my phone, going to the pictures, because Cineworld was just around the corner from here, um, you know, watching the latest... Thor movie and Rangor or whatever it's called, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I'm saying, you know, is that what you were doing? I don't know. Um, but however, um, you know, again, you've got to you got to analyze that and see why and where did I fail and why did I fail? Um, but again, it shouldn't be a case of whereby I failed and that's it. Because a lot of times, unfortunately, we're in that situation, we get a lot of pressure from family as well and friends that you've got to always pass. If you fail, that's the worst thing ever. No, you try to tell me, you, you know, none of your friends or family have ever failed a test. Everybody's been perfect, A1. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Everybody's failed. Everybody's done not as well as they should have for whatever reason. <laughs> and there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. Get up, pick yourself up and work hard next time. And you know what you've done wrong, pick yourself up and correct that next time. You know yourself when postgraduate students will know this. PhD students will know this. You know, the first time you go and show your thesis or your dissertation to your to your supervisor, they throw that back in your face big time. And you think, oh my God, I've just, you know, it's like failing an exam. That's what it's like. You know, whenever we did a dissertation, and you threw it back and it was just like, the wind had gone out of my sails. I worked hard. I'm saying that, it's just spent the last you know, two nights, all nighters, I didn't work hard. But yeah, he just threw it back in my face and says, what the heck's that? 
just, you know, I was gutted, absolutely gutted. But you know what? I know where I went wrong. I didn't really try as hard as I should. I was just kidding myself. I was really kidding myself. I should have, I should have spent more time in this and looking at that and going through these particular books instead of those books and doing so forth. So you know where you are sometimes. And sometimes failures are good things because it makes you look to yourself and correct yourself where you've gone wrong, what you what you may have done um, less of and something more of. But again, in that situation, in any situation, whenever you have this loss or fail, you know yourself, patience, suburb is very important. Have patience. Have patience. That's really, really important. Because sometimes at a failure, there's good. You know yourself that you, know, you want something or you want this, but you're not giving it. Maybe there's a reason why you're not being given that particular thing. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.